Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome back. Hope you're doing well. And today I want to talk to you about year seven in this 10-part series. We're just kind of plugging along here. And we're going to talk today about growing up and putting childish things away. And I want to tell you how God did that in my life in year seven of pastoral ministry. Put me in a church of primarily older people, and I became a dad. Let me pray, and I'll tell you about it. Father, thank you so much for this day and this opportunity that I have to talk to these listeners about what you've done in my life over the last decade. And these lessons that I've learned along the way. Today, specifically, I get to talk about year seven, and I remember so many things from that year just vividly. Help me to uh, take what, what I learned and give it to them and serve it up to them, and then, Holy Spirit, you just kind of work in their lives, and I pray this would be helpful to them and their churches wherever they're at. In Jesus' name, amen. Ed Young is a goon. You know what I'm talking about. He does sermon series called Wrestling, for goodness sake. It's ridiculous. But for the first several years of ministry, I was kind of like the exegetical version of Ed Young. Okay, not really, but I believed in shock value preaching. I was the shock value preacher. For some reason, when somebody would say, I can't believe he said that, it would give me fuel. You know what I'm talking about? Like uh, Preaching in such a way that people are shocked. A lot of times this happens in an intro, or it happens by uh, being comfortable saying certain words when you're preaching. Uh, I'll just say it for the sake of you knowing what I'm talking about. Saying crap or sucks or freaking in a sermon so you know you're a commoner like the rest of the people in the, in the service. Being able to use language that uh, some people in the church would find offensive. Well, the Pharisees, of course. And for some reason, I always found Pharisees. I loved offending people who I thought were Pharisaical. And for some reason back then, they were everywhere. I found Pharisees everywhere. I thought it was their fault. Their fault for being offended. They shouldn't be offended by me. I'm just trying to be faithful to the Word. They're, they're really just offended by the Bible. And I would preach in a hat, or I would flaunt Christian liberty, that sort of thing. And anyone who was different than me, I would call out. I was a really uh, tolerable person, you could tell. Um, the opposite is actually true. I was quite intolerable. If I bumped into myself at that age, you know, just even five, six years ago, I'd be quite annoyed. Even though I preached expositionally, it was kind of a degenerated version of exposition, to be honest. And, uh, and then God did two big things that shook that out of me and took the shock factor and just really grabbed hold of me and just got it out of me. And the first was he put me in a church that was primarily older people. And one thing I found out quickly about older people is they do not value shock value anything. Shock value preaching had to go. And I learned this just quickly figuring out the culture of the church. I, if I was going to be as effective as I could be, I was going to have to love these people, not offend these people. And I learned really quickly, God just taught this to me, the difference between a legalistic Christian and a Pharisee. Younger, younger believers have a tendency, and, and really underdeveloped thinkers have a, have a tendency of calling anybody in Christian circles who disagree with them Pharisees, or anybody who has a little bit of legalism in them Pharisees, or even a lot of legalism, for that matter, in them just 
Pharisees, and we throw that term around like crazy, and yet there's a major difference between a legalistic Christian and a Pharisee, because a legalistic Christian is a weak brother or sister in Christ. They're family to us. A Pharisee, by definition, is not a Christian. It's not a believer. So it's immature to call somebody who is a brother and sister in Christ a non-believer. It's not loving them at all. And that's what immature Christians do. They offend people by calling them non-believers. And they say they're doing it for the sake of biblical fidelity. That's what I did, and it had to go. I was throwing brothers and sisters under the bus because they were offended at me. So God put me in a church full of older people, and he had me love and learn to care for older people. I had to learn things just by learning the nomenclature of the church. I had to learn what terms meant what. No longer did theology and doctrine mean what theology and doctrine mean. In this church, theology and doctrine meant legalistic uh, rules that denominations have. Don't wear a dress. Don't play cards. Or don't wear a dress. I guess that would be true if they were talking to men. Uh, and it would be true. But things like don't play cards, don't dance, that was doctrine and theology to many of the people in the church. I had to figure that out. I had to learn this kind of stuff. And it wasn't just legalism. It was just different kinds of Christians. So God put me in this situation where I had to grow up. I had to put away shock value preaching and shock value ministry. And then secondly, I became a dad. But before I tell you about that, I want to plug again the Shepherd's Crook Intensive. It's coming up in May, May 14th through the 16th. Registration is now open on the shepherdscrook.co. I am real excited about this. This is not a conference. It is an intensive over two and a half days at Current River, Missouri, in which 10 men will get together and learn about pastoral ministry. We'll, we'll cover two main things. Who is a pastor and what does a pastor do? We'll have four teaching sessions that will be kind of open forum where I will be teaching and leading those sessions, but then we'll be able to dialogue and chew on some of the content, and really you can help me process some of this stuff as well. But I think there are things that I want, I, I can teach you from, from God's Word about the pastoral ministry, and I want you to come and be a part of it. The cost is $175, and that covers food, lodging, like a cool cabin on the river, and that also covers two float trips. And as we sit around talking about ministry and life as a Christian man, we'll be sitting around a fire, we'll be enjoying good food, and, and having good company. And so it's just going to be a lot of fun. Go over to theshepherdscrook.co, fill out a simple form, pay 175 bucks, and you can be registered today. Thanks so much. And now back to the show. So the second big piece about becoming a man who's not always looking for shock value, I became a father. Ransom Sparks was born, and Jordan and I were so thrilled. We didn't figure out beforehand if he was going to be a boy or a girl, and he was a boy, and we were so thrilled. We had our names picked out, and his name is Vaughn Ransom Sparks, and here was Ransom. And as I was holding him and the first few months of his life, I really was evaluating what kind of man do I want to be. Do I want to stay a shock value child? Do I want to stay a little boy? Or do I want to grow and be a confident, humble, secure, quiet, Christ-like man? What kind of a child did I want to raise? Did I want to stay a little boy and then raise another little boy? Did I want to be the kind of man that's like, well, I just don't want to grow up. I want to be a kid forever and I love being a child and blah, blah, blah. Or did I just want to simply grow up 
God had grown me up a lot by being married, and now the second wave of growing into manhood, Christian manhood and maturity, was now here because of ransom. And pastor, this challenge is upon you. At some point, you're going to have to make a decision. Are you going to grow up or are you going to stay a child? When we grow up, we have to put away childish things. When we become men, we become men. And we don't have to live for the praise of people. We don't have to live loud. We're free to live quiet, work with our hands, be confident, humble men who work in the background, who don't always have to have the credit, who don't have to live for that uh, shock value. I can't believe he said that. We don't have to make a point and wear the hat. We don't have to make a point and flaunt our Christian liberty and show everybody that we can smoke cigars and drink beer. We don't have to be like that. We are free to stop calling everybody Pharisees, and we are free to finally grow out of our immaturity and in, into maturity. And at some point, you're just going to have to make a, make, a, make a decision. Are you going to be the shock value guy, always looking for attention? Are you going to grow up and preach God's word from a humble position? That, that decision is before you. Are you going to stay a boy or grow into Christian manhood? Are you going to become disciplined? Are you going to wake up on time? Are you going to do the work that needs to be done and not just do the easy work of trying to get trying to get the deer in the headlights look from what you call religious people? Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.